What's up, Isla del Sur? Thanks for joining me here on the Daily Corn Meal on KUEH Gue 101.5 FM. My name is Chris Gomez coming to you from the Pocketu Village as always. Thanks for joining me. We've got a special edition of the Daily Corn Meal and we've got reoccurring guests coming back here for the second time. This is our Isla del Sur Pueblo public health nurse, Mitchell Cook. How are you doing today, Mitch? I'm doing great, Chris. How are you? Uh, great. Uh, thanks for joining me um, today. So um, the reason that we have you on today is um, the Pueblo's Health and Human Services Department through their Public Health Education Division is uh, spearheading um, probably one of the most important surveys that um, has ever gone out to our Pueblo. And um, what we're going to be talking about today is the Isla del Sur Pueblo COVID-19 Vaccination Willingness Survey. Um, so um, let, let's go ahead and get started talking about that survey. So um, I, I've been kind of following the media, um, um, Mitch, um, with what's going on with two vaccinations coming out. So, and um, the, I, I've heard timetables um, for like maybe by beginning of January to all the way in late March. Uh, what, what, what's kind of what you guys are waiting for um, for as as far as a COVID nineteen vaccination coming out? Well, so the the vaccination will be coming out in phases, and so. So those time frames are tentative, and you know the first phase will will begin uh, as soon as December. But that that availability will be primarily for um, you know the critical the critical populations, uh, that being the healthcare workers, the EMS, and uh, the DPS, uh, those individuals who are at higher risk. Uh, uh, you know, for contracting the COVID vaccine or the COVID uh, virus. And so the vaccine is uh, going to be supplied to them first. Uh, so, you know, and then, and then as we phase it in, uh, we do anticipate that, um, you know, the time frame that you were talking about uh, uh, should be, should be pretty, uh, pretty accurate uh, or, or at least tentatively accurate um, uh, and hopefully we will we'll have uh, those availabilities uh, early in the year of, of 2021. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm uh, um, kind of guessing that it's going to be of um, great importance that you guys get a good survey response on, on this survey. Uh, how is it going to help you as a planning tool as you guys get ready for uh, to, to actually administer this vaccination? So that, that it's going to be very important for, for us here in the Pueblo, uh, and that's going to be... Uh, uh, especially important if if we get one of the vaccines and uh, and that one being from Pfizer, that vaccine has to be given uh, almost immediately upon receipt uh, by us. So in order to plan for that, uh, if we're getting a certain number of doses and we know that we have 25 or 30 people that, that said yes and they want that, we can schedule those individuals for that day and it, it will go very smoothly but on the other hand if if we don't know who's going to want the vaccine it's going to be very hard for us to plan uh, to be able to administer a vaccine that has to be given on that day or within a few uh, a few short days uh, of receipt so this because of the nature of of especially the the one vaccine that's coming from Pfizer, uh, we we really need 
to, to know uh, who's going to want this. And, and so we can get those individuals in here and give them that opportunity to receive this vaccine. Yeah, and, and so this survey potentially has um, the um, the ability to maybe um, decide whether you guys are going to modify hours of operation when you do get these um, uh, um, vaccines in or what you have to do to get it out just because of the nature of the storage of the Pfizer vaccine. For those of you that don't know, and it's been reported widely in the media, the Pfizer vaccine has to be stored at, I believe it was 101 degrees Fahrenheit um, below uh, a negative 101 degrees, right? Am I correct? Uh, so it is the ultra, ultra cold storage vaccine. Yes, sir. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, um, once it's um, uh, what I read on it, I did a little bit of research on it. Is is that like you you get it, and you got to administer it within six hours of, of preparing it. So right, right. It, it it is a short short time frame uh, that it does need to be administered once it is taken out of the storage. Okay, so to help uh, to help our healthcare professionals, especially um, you guys over at the health clinic, who are doing an outstanding job. Um, once again, I, I, I got to commend you on the job that you're doing right now with our community um, to give you guys the best opportunity for successfully administering this um, survey. As community members, uh, we need to do. I, I mean, not survey, but vaccination. Um, we need to help you by by filling out this survey, and it's. I'm, I'm taking a look at the draft survey that um, was provided to me and it's not very long. It should take you less than five minutes to fill out. So, and, and it's going to give some important data to our healthcare professionals over there. So, uh, absolutely. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we, we have this survey coming out within the next, um, 48 hours. We're recording this on Thursday, November the 19th in the mid afternoon. So, um, probably before the end close of business tomorrow, this survey will go live. We're going to be carrying it on the Pueblo's website at www.isladadelsurpueblo.org. It'll be found in the quick links section. So, um, as you're hearing this, the survey is probably going to be live there. It is also going to go, go out via the Isla del Sur Pueblo Tribal Listserv. So if you're signed up with your email address for that, um, make sure to be on the lookout for that. So um, what kind of a response are you guys hoping to garner from this? Oh, it would, you know, the higher percentage of response uh, that we receive, the better we'll be able to serve the community. That's the important part. Uh, you know, the, the one thing I want to emphasize about this survey is, is it's completely, it does not uh, uh, obligate someone to either receive or not receive the vaccine at all. Uh, it's, it's merely to get an initial interest um, uh, survey from from our community. If for some reason you say today that you don't want the vaccine and you change your mind later, you can certainly come in and get the vaccine at any time. Um, but but of course, you know we do want you to to answer the survey as honestly as possible, and so that we can use that as a tool for when we're ordering the vaccine and getting it here to to our facility. Because again, uh, uh, like you mentioned before, if uh, if we get a very large response and we're say, for instance, we're giving a hundred vaccinations in one day, uh, we definitely need to plan for that. We need to plan uh, by means of personnel, by means of traffic control and uh, all of the logistics that come with uh, administering that many vaccines in one day. And we, we fully intend to, to be available and, and have all that, um, all those resources come to bear for the community 
if if the response um, warrants it. So so that's why this this survey is so important because and we would we would really encourage everyone to take a look at it, fill it out, let us know. Uh, whether or not you want the vaccine, and uh, then we can proceed from there and plan very well and serve the community in a, in a much uh, more efficient uh, manner. So it's my understanding that the survey will be live until you guys feel like you've gotten a big enough sample size in order to um, initiate some planning. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes, sir. Okay, so ideally you would like to obtain that sample size probably by the end of next week? If uh, possible, just because of, of um, just the amount of time that you're dealing with for um, actual planning. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, as always, you know, the sooner we can get uh, a good amount of response um, uh, back to us, the, the sooner we can plan. Exactly. Okay, so um, l- l- let me get into this survey real quick. And, and um, like I say, I'm, I'm working with the draft here. I, I believe officials over at the Health and Human Services Center are finalizing um, the actual digital one that's going to go up. But uh, I, I'm um, anticipating that it'll be um, similar. So we've got um, your basic questions. Um, number one is, um, have you ever had a flu shot or flu spray in, um, in the nose within the past year? Um, looking at number two, how would you describe your overall health? And there's five choices to choose from. Um, three, when the vaccine for COVID-19 becomes available to the Isla del Sur Pueblo Health Center, will you be getting vaccinated? And there's three responses there, a yes, a no, and a not sure. Um, and then um, question four is just uh, which of the following describes why you do not want to uh, um, to get or are not sure about getting a COVID-19 vaccine? And there's um, about... Um, seven different uh, responses there. So, um, and then there's an actual other, so you can specify if you have another um, kind of, um, I, I, I guess, reason for uh, um, not wanting to get the vaccine. Question five says, what is your best guess about getting uh, COVID-19? What, what is your best guess about getting COVID-19 within the next um, six months? So, um, and there's four choices there. Um, question six is all about your age range. Question seven is a gender-specific um, question. Question eight is asking whether you live on the reservation, um, District 1, District 2, off-reservation, or prefer not to answer. And then um, question nine is your highest uh, level of grade completed. And question 10 is um, including yourself, how many people live in your household. So just short, um, as, as short as I went through it, um, you know, it might, you, you might take a couple of minutes longer to, to read that, but it's not going to be real time-consuming. So, um, no. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Mitch. Oh, no, no, I agree with you. It's, it, it, it doesn't take much time at all. It's 10 short questions. It should take, like you said, maybe five minutes or, or maybe 10 minutes of, of someone's time to go through this. So, so it, it is really a small amount of time to give us a lot of information that'll help us, uh, in planning and, and how we're going to, uh, administer the vaccine and, of course, how we're going to order it. So, and one one of the questions that that I, I think uh, will bring up some some information and some feedback from from our pueblo is the uh, is question question number four uh, where where folks are describing where why they would not receive the vaccine. The one thing that I do want to add add about the COVID nineteen vaccine is it it it, it will and is. Um, FDA approved, and so what, what that what that does mean is it has met the burden of safety before it is going to be fielded and implemented uh, for all the population in the United States, and 
and one of the misnomers that 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 has come out is that you know oh you you can get the COVID nineteen from this, and and so no that is not true. It is it, it does not contain. COVID-19 and you cannot get COVID-19 from the vaccine. So just so people know that part of it, because, you know, something, something this new, of course, you know, does bring, uh, uh, bring up questions in people's minds. But again, know that, you know, because, you know, we're very fortunate to live in the United States, uh, uh, in a country that has regulatory bodies that protect us, you know, in, in these instances, and that being the FDA. Uh, and, and does have those regulations and requirements uh, uh, that every vaccine has to meet before it's used. So, so that's something I, I, I think is very important to know. Yeah. Now, one one thing I'd like to say to the community is just be careful where you consume your um, your media and your information. Right now, you you have your traditional media outlets that you know do a pretty good job about reporting um, on what's going on with as far as vaccination trials and FDA approval, the Federal Drug Administration. But uh, with the rise of social media and the rise of um, just uh, um, people just having the ability to put out um, conspiracy theories and things like that, I think um, that's led to a lot of mistrust for you know. The the government or the Food and Drug Administration or um, just, um, you know, you have an anti-vaccine uh, movement just in general that's gained some steam. And a lot of that, the rise of those movements has been um, just misinformation being spread on social media. So I would caution anybody listening just to um, really, um, you know, just just be, be sure about the credibility of the source where you get your information from. And I, I as a tribal member, trust our, our health and human services uh, officials. So, um, you know, um, you guys are in the thick of it. So um, with, with that being said, I, I, I mean, I, I hope everybody just, if you have any questions, just picks up the phone and gives the clinic a call at 915-858-1076. That's, that's absolutely true. And ask for Mitch. And uh, I, will, I will be glad to answer all of your questions. Um, and, and just to add to that, Chris, you know, you know, uh, we, we have to kind of look back at the history of vaccines and all the good that it's done, you know, in, that they've done, you know, throughout history. You know, we've, we've actually, you know, in the United States, uh, you know, we, we've, act, you know, actually gotten rid of polio, you know, at all. It doesn't exist in the United States. You know, it's in, in, you know, um, we, you know, people don't have to worry about measles, chicken pox, pertussis, you know, none of these things actually are, are a problem in, in, in our country. And, and, you know, and for, you know, the most part for all the, the countries in the world as well. Um, so, um, just know that, that the history of vaccinations in, in the United States, uh, has displayed a very safe, uh, record. No, absolutely. And then um, the, the one critical thing about filling out this survey and helping you all with the planning effort is this COVID-19, it just blindsided everybody. It came from out of nowhere in March. Oh, we were clo- closing facilities down. We didn't know if like everybody around us was going to die. Like, yeah, um, And, you know, just kudos to like our health and human services department for all the planning and um, the response that they did, you know, and they did that without... Um, just kind of on the fly now now you have um, an opportunity here to help help you guys um not ha- not have to plan in the moment moment but actually get some data and um anticipate how many people you're going to be vaccinating and as community members we need to do our part to help you with that and fill out this survey at, um as quickly and as honestly as possible and then another thing is just um we might have family members who do- aren't as tech savvy 
um, with, with, the, with the survey and everything, if you can walk them through it or um, just refer them over to the health clinic so um, they can give, give Mitch over a call and maybe he can guide them through, through the survey process. Um, one thing, um, I, and I know sometimes we feel surveyed to death here at the Pueblo, um, you know, and, and, um, but the, the thing about this, the, the importance of, of this survey right now is, is life or death when it comes down to it. We're at the apex of, of, of the COVID-19 epidemic. It's been, it's the biggest public health crisis that I, I've seen like in my, in my lifetime and hopefully that I, I will see. And we've got some light at the end of the tunnel here with, with this vaccination coming. So, um, God willing, this is going to get FDA approval and, and, um, be available for distribution soon. And it'll be a bright spot. So just do your part. Um, do take that survey, please. Yeah. So yes, yes. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead, Mitch. Yes, I, thank you for that. That that is so true. This is this is an opportunity to to uh, receive a vaccine that will put an end to this to this pandemic. And so I, I think that it, it is just a very very wonderful thing that we're getting this vaccine out in record time. I, I, in the history of vaccines, I don't believe that there has been. <clears throat> Any vaccine that has come out this quickly and been developed this quickly, this is, it is truly amazing. And, and I think that it would be advisable to, to take the opportunity, uh, that, that is provided, uh, in this case with this vaccine. Yes, absolutely. And then um, one of the things that I just want to assure everybody is that any data that you provide is confidential. Um, you know, it is looked at in the aggregate, meaning as a whole and not like on the individual level. So um, it's just helping us get an overall idea. So don't feel like your personal information is going to be compromised, like your neighbors are going to know that you're against getting this vaccine. Um, you know, just just um, answer as honestly and as the best of your knowledge as possible. Okay, um, so um, let, let, let's go ahead and this survey will be live, like I said, again, on the Pueblo's website, www.isladelsurpueblo.org, in um, what I anticipate to be the coming hours, as this is being recorded right now. Um, let's kind of look at where we are um, with COVID-19 in relation to El Paso. So the last time that we spoke, Mitch, um, uh, we were pr pretty much on the beginning of um, the... Um, I guess this this resurgence of COVID nineteen in, in our region. So, can can you talk about what you've seen um, as far as like um, uh, what healthcare workers are, are having to respond to at this point? Well, well, you know, uh, unfortunately, the you know El Paso is on the wrong side of the news with with what's going on in our community, and and that that is something that we really really need to look at, and that and, and because of what's going on in El Paso. You know, that that's even more compelling reason to 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 have a positive outlook on the vaccine. So as you see, right, you've seen the numbers and and the the last uh, some of the last comments and comparisons that I've seen on the on the news and and with all of our reporting is that El Paso itself has more cases than Houston, Dallas, Austin, and San Antonio combined. And I'm like, wow, wait a minute. How did this happen? You know, when we first started, you know, and, and myself included, you know, I was thinking, wow, we're out here in El Paso. You know, we're doing really well. You know, we don't have as many cases as Houston. Uh, we don't have any as many cases as San Antonio or Dallas. 
So I think maybe because of our distance, you know, maybe we're going to be okay. But then our first cases started rolling in and then we did, and we got that first spike, right? And then, then of course that kind of, you know, then we, we had things in place. So, you know, we had a shutdown and people were being compliant and, uh, you know, we didn't have the restaurants open. People were, you know, the, the bottom line is what's going on is we've, we've opened things up and it's caused the spread of, of COVID-19 all over our community and very rapidly. Yeah. And so we've had this resurgence of cases and now we have more cases than anybody. And, and it is really, really, um, you know, causing a lot of strain to our to our healthcare community and to the, the ability of our hospitals to to be able to care for uh, for these patients. You know, we're we're all filled up with COVID nineteen patients, and um, you know, uh, the the thing about it is, what happens if we if we need to get someone in for something other than COVID nineteen? They may not even have a bed to hospital bed available, and so that is. That is a consideration, and so we really need to kind of look at what is going on in our community and continue to encourage everybody to do the right thing. You know, really, we need to be wearing our masks. We need to be social distancing. Uh, we need to not be going to the store unless we absolutely have to. We need to take advantage of the car side uh, uh, delivery for the for the groceries and the car side pickup and delivery of our food at home for uh, restaurants and uh, pick up carry out those, those, those things that prevent us from uh, spreading, uh, you know, this virus to each other and, 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 and contracting it ourselves, you know, so uh, I would encourage the community. It is going to be some time before we do get the vaccine out to enough, enough individuals in, in our entire community uh, so that the community is protected as a whole. So we're, we are going to kind of be in this for the long haul. So, and so, so um, our community is, is is a microcosm of El Paso. So it's a direct reflection of our larger community around us. Uh, so we do need to continue to be safe and and do all those things with uh, protecting ourselves and others. Uh, from COVID and, and, um, you know, help out our, our medical community in, in reducing those numbers that, of, of folks who are sick in the hospital, you know, and, and not to mention the fact that we're protecting ourselves and all our loved ones, you know, from, from, you know, the, the sickness and, and difficulty that can be caused by COVID. Yeah, and just to, to piggyback off of what you're saying about protecting our loved ones, um, as we record this, we're one a week away from um, Thanksgiving holiday. And the best thing you can do, and this is honestly just a plea from myself as um, just a community member, um, just avoid gatherings right now. Gatherings are prohibited on both the Iakatu and Pakitu villages of the reservation. And, um, you know, one of the best ways you can celebrate Thanksgiving uh, um, right now, just due to this pandemic and, and the best gift you can give uh, um, some of your loved ones, especially if they're more vulnerable populations, is just to social distance from them. And, um, well, more like physical distance. Um, you know, we, we've got phones. We've got um, great technology now. You know, like, like my family is going to get together. We're going to do a Thanksgiving um, prayer over the um internet and um you know like it's just gonna have to do for this year you know and god, god willing everyone will get vaccinated and we'll have enough protection and um this will just be like um you know just a, a weird memory that we tell our grandchildren you know about you know the, the covid pandemic but um the first spike that we had in the el paso region it peaked at about five thousand active cases and then they started to come down 
And um, today, as we speak, we're at 34,755 active cases. So we're almost 30,000 more cases in that first spike. The death toll in the last two weeks alone has, has grown by over 200 um, people. We're now at 823. That includes 19 newly reported deaths. And what hurts most about the death toll is, is it's starting to hit close to home. Those, there's community members from our tribe that are included in that death toll now. And, and I mean, that, that, that just hurts. Looking at the hospital situation, we have um, 1,754 available hospital beds. And as me and Mitch speak today, um, there's 1,074 of them that are currently occupied. There's, um, we're already over the ICU um, limit of beds. Um, um, we had 234 available beds. We're at 315 people in ICUs. And then looking at the available ventilators, there are 482. Um, just that increased by 20 um, off of yesterday's data. We're at 218 here. So um, the hospital workers, um, the, the, those essential personnel, they're, they're spread thin right now. Um, you know, they're, they're being exposed to this thing. So um, this vaccination is a light at the end of the tunnel. But until we're able to get it done, um, you know, a couple things, like Mitch was saying, um, just keep all the practices that have been proven to work. You know, um, only go out when you have to for essential things. Um, only send one adult in the family. Limit that that exposure out there. And then uh, make sure to follow the CDC recommendations on those face coverings. Um, avoid gatherings. And, um, you know, let's just all do our part. That's what it comes down to. Um, take the survey, give our healthcare professionals arm with the um, information that they need about our community to plan. And, um, you know, we'll all get through this. We'll all get through this together. Mitch? Exactly, Chris. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I, I agree with you 100%. You know, I, 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 you know, we all are getting getting fatigued from this, but but don't give up. You know, keep keep going. And and it's exactly what, what Chris says. Let's, let's get through this. Let's get vaccinated so that, you know, a year from now we can look back on this and say, wow, that was rough, you know, but we all made it through it. So let's all make it through it. Let's do what we need to do and do the right things so that we, we are, are here and healthy uh, to look back on this as, as a distant memory someday. So uh, this, this is, it is difficult now. And it is it is definitely a huge inconvenience for us not to do all those things that we love to do, especially during the holidays. But but again, what, what Chris was saying, those those are awesome ideas. Uh, you know, a family prayer. Use use your FaceTime. Use your use your the media devices that we didn't have when we were kids. Uh, it's 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 wonderful technology that can bring a family closer and still maintain that safety. No, absolutely. So, um, do you have anything else to add as as we speak today, Mitch? No, I think that's that's uh, that covers uh, what we need to cover. And and just I want to emphasize, please do uh, everyone get out, uh, uh, go onto the uh, website. Please fill out the the survey. Give us all the information that we need to to help everybody in our community and serve you in in the excellent manner that we strive to do. Okay. And once again, tribal community members, um, be on the lookout for your email for that survey to come through your email address. And if you lose that email, misplace it, or maybe you're not on the email list, um, we'll have it up on the website at www.isladelsurpueblo.org. It'll be in the quick link section. So make sure to fill it out there. Um, well, th thank you very much once again, Mitch, for coming on here. Um, you know, any any time that you have any new information for the community, um, you know, feel free to to come on here and and um, you know, it's always informative when we talk to you. 
Oh, I enjoy it. I, uh, thank you so much, Chris. Uh, no problem. So any questions that you have regarding this survey, um, feel free to contact um, um, public health nurse Mitchell Cook at um, 915-858-1076. Um, thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Daily Corn Mill. Remember that it, you can download this on demand wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. And um, if you want to share it, um, you can you can um, share that link with um, maybe a family member that might find this uh, useful. Um, you're listening to the Daily Corn Mill on Kue 101.5 FM, Isleta del Sur. Have a great evening and be safe out there.